You're listening to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast, episode number eight, advice for non-wedding day vendors with our special guest, Courtney Lipthay from Cecile's Paper Co. Let's go, wedding rock stars. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast with your hosts, wedding planner and educator Renee Dallow and blogger and social media strategist Mindy Marzek. Listen in as they bring you the best, brightest, and most honest industry advice on the internet. Their mission is to help you, wedding rock star, work smarter, not harder. Hope you're ready, because it's time to rock your wedding biz. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. This is Mindy Marzik, and I'm here, as always, with my beautiful, talented, wonderful co-host, Renee Dallo. You're making me blush and it's a podcast. No one can even see it. No, but I'm literally blushing. Hi, everybody. Hi, Renee. How are you doing? I'm great. Cool. Today is a very special day because we have our first guest on the Rock Your Wedding Biz podcast. We would like to, woohoo, we would like to welcome Courtney Lipthay from Cecile's Paper Company. Thanks for joining us, Courtney. Hi, guys. Hi, Courtney. I know you couldn't see me, but I was doing like a rocky warm up. <laughs> no one can see me. <laughs> Some Eye of the Tiger stuff. Just punching it out. I yeah, love it. Exactly. Oh, I want to punch it out too. I'm going to do right? it right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay. I see you blushing. I see you punching. I feel, I feel much more <laughs> powerful right now because I punched it out. <laughs> Woo. I love it. Awesome. I'm super excited to be here with you guys. And um, I've been an avid binge listener of your previous episodes. All six of them? (laughs) All six of them. That's a very good collection. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that. And I think today is going to be another really interesting topic because we're having Courtney on the show today to talk about Uh, wedding vendors who are not actually present on the wedding day, which I think presents its own unique situations and challenges that uh, people don't really think about. Well, I don't think as an industry, we talk about it very much. Yeah, we the focus is always on the the wedding planner or the photographer or the musicians mm-hmm. or the officiant. Uh, but there's tons of vendors who are a part of the wedding day. Um, like Courtney is a uh, stationer and works with paper goods. And then there's uh, people like the dress designers, uh, mm-hmm. veil designers, yep. yeah, accessory designers, veil designers, um, uh, people who create you know like uh, things that are like. Uh, uh, like escort cards or fa- yeah. wedding favors or, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. So uh, linens, um, they might show up on yeah. wedding day, but they're not there for the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, right. so this is a really interesting topic. And we've spent the first you know few episodes of this podcast talking about mostly about what happens on the wedding day. But what about the people who are behind the scenes like Courtney. So uh, I think that uh, I'm really excited to hear from you, Courtney, and and find out what you have to say and what advice (laughs) you have to give to people who are in the same situation as you. So before we dig into all of that, why don't you give us a (laughs) quick introduction of yourself and uh, your company, Cecile's Paper Company, and just let us know how you got started in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So as you mentioned, my name is Courtney, and my business name is Cecile's Paper Co. Cecile is actually my middle name. And I chose Cecile because it was close enough to who I was without being, you know, Courtney's paper co. 
which I felt was a little bit self-indulgent. This gave me a little bit more separation. Not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with naming your business after yourself, but I kind of liked the um, slight incognito factor that I got um, by using not my first name. Mm -hmm. Um, My background is actually in luxury hospitality, but as a hobby, I always did my own um, handmade greeting cards. And that was actually how Cecile's Paper Co. started, was with a collection of um, luxury greeting cards. However, I realized that was really still just an extension of a hobby, and it wasn't something I was looking to translate into a business. So I re- um, used my background in hospitality. I was an event manager, um, oversaw, handled, and planned weddings. I used that background and my love for stationery and found the perfect combination in invitations and day of goods. I love it. I love that you explained to Cecilia's because I'm sure you get that question all the time. It is a really good, um, that's like a party starter conversation (laughs) starter. (laughs) Do people sometimes call you Cecile? They do. And I let it slide. Um, And then, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm Courtney. Cecile is fine. Sometimes people call me Moxie. And I just let that go too. <laughs> I'll be like, Moxie. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I right? Mean, it's fine. What, what, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's a cute name too. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, if I might name a dog Moxie or. Oh, good. At least you didn't say like a daughter or something. No, I feel like we're getting would... a little too weird there. Yeah, that would be super weird. Um, <laughs> so let me, so do you have any background in, because I know I've worked with you, full disclosure, I've worked with Courtney for, with my clients a lot. So do you have a background in graphic design or are you self taught? I am entirely self-taught, especially in terms of the digital aspect, the Illustrator, Photoshop, um, anything that's computer related is all self-taught. Design is something that I think I've really been practicing since I was little. I've always loved creating an atmosphere and that could be in a single moment like a card or it can be an experience like a party. So I I am self-taught in that way, but I also feel like I've been a constant student mm. um, and always, always learning. I would love to go, you know, to school and get some more formal training. My formal education is actually in dance, but I feel that not having that formal training has allowed me to break some rules that I might have felt confined within if I had a more structured education. Yeah. I, that's amazing to me that you're self-taught. Wow. Oh, thank you. No, I, I mean, it's really yeah. impressive. That's crazy. So impressive. So impressive. Oh, there's still so much to learn too. Well, I think that's for everyone, right? I mean, I think every single one of us in this industry, I feel like you learn by doing, you have to learn by doing in this industry. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I also think, you know, I know you and I, Courtney, have had some discussions about like weddings we've worked on together, like what lessons we can take away from those good or bad. So I feel like if you're open, if you're the kind of person that's open to receiving you know, that kind of feedback and even just the self-assessment of it, you're always going to be learning new things, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's a huge part of owning your own business too, is um, constantly checking in because if you're stagnant, you're not going to grow. And at one point, everything is going to pass you. So if you're constantly reevaluating your own work, others work in a positive way, um, you might glean something that you hadn't before. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good lesson right off the bat. (laughs) We haven't even started asking you questions yet. I mean, we could done. We could end right now. Just like, okay, bye. See you later. 
That's so funny. Um, Courtney, how long have you, and I'm sorry, I've been calling it Cecile's Paper Company. It's Cecile's Paper Co. So I apologize for that. Oh, um, in the same way that I'm Cecile and Courtney, it's Co. Company. <laughs> it does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how long have you uh, had this business? Like when, when did you... When did you launch it? How long have you, have you been going? Um, so roughly about two years. Um, there was a transition period, obviously, right after I started and left my proper formal management job. But with the current structure that I have, it's been two years. That's awesome. Great. That also feels crazy to me because I feel like I've known you for longer than two years, but I guess I haven't. Oh, I guess it's almost our anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy friend anniversary. <laughs> friend anniversary. <laughs> Friend of Missouri. I love it. So so now that you've been in the trenches for two years, what do you like what do you think about when you think about like your the struggles that you're having in, in your business? And I, this is sort of a leading question leading to the the I want you to reveal like the new thing that you're doing. But um yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about what two years looks like for you. Sure. So it's there's struggles in different different places, obviously. But in terms of um the main struggle is is growth. Um, when you feel your business starting to outgrow you or when you're starting to outgrow certain sections of your business. And I think that's been the biggest overall struggle is finding a balance between those. Right now I'm working on, um, right now it's just me and it, I'm at a point where it's, I don't know if I need to bring on a full-time assistant, um, or a part-time. And so I'm kind of in this really interesting gray zone because business is getting to be more than I can handle, which mm -hmm. is exciting and it's scary. And um, I think any new business goes through these growing pains. Absolutely. I know we have talked about, you know, the, the struggle of the vendors that don't have to show up on the wedding day. And I think you came up with such an elegant solution for that. Do you want to speak to that? Oh, yeah. And thank you for calling it elegant. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> so what I was realizing was that these custom suites weren't always photographed in a way that I thought showcased the most exciting portions of, uh, of the invitation. And since I couldn't be there and overseeing the photography and the styling, what I decided to do was come up with a style guidance sheet. Um, this is give or take for the photographer, the planner on the day of the wedding. But basically what it shows is the main components, a suggested layout, and where you would put um, items that I don't have access to, like a ring or flowers, just so you have an artful shot that you don't have to spend forever playing with. Um, when I do styling on my own time, I could spend up to an hour and a half with a suite. And I know that a wedding day is crazy. You often don't have an hour and a half to get a shot for a flat lay. So I just wanted to add a tool um, that I'm hoping is helpful for both vendor, um, excuse me, planners and photographers to save some time. Um, I've obviously known the suite since conception. So I've had a lot more time to play with it as opposed to a photographer who is seeing it for the first time that day. Yeah, I have to say you did that for the natural history wedding. We we had one of the style guides and yes. it was super helpful because our photographer is a super rock star. But, I, you know, you don't always have you don't even you might not have any time at all on the wedding day. And I know that um, our photographer in that situation 
turned to me and said, I have time to do the flat lay now. And she literally ran off to, you know, she ran outside with your uh, style guide with a bunch of accessories with the florist and with my styling um, surface. And they went and did it in like 10 minutes. She also took home the suite to see if she, you know, could maybe do something with it later on. But it was such a helpful thing because she had it in her head that like she wasn't alone. Awesome. And that's exactly what I was hoping for it to be. Um, A tool rather than a mandate. I love that. I love it. And I also think, I don't know. So I've been in business for, this is like, I'm going into my sixth season. And for some reason, like this year, everyone's talking about flat lays. Everyone's trying to get their skills up for flat lay. I mean, even non-planners, non-photographers are like, oh, I need to know more about a flat lay. I don't, I don't know what's happening in the world, but flat lays are the thing now. That's so I weird because they've been around that. for like ever. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Courtney. Oh, it's true. But I think specifically in bridal publications, we're starting to see that it's the details that stand out the most and that are separating weddings. There's so much content. So now it's starting to get into, I think, the nitty gritty. And a flat layer invitation suite is one of those ways to elevate your work or your body of work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mindy, when did you first start seeing flat lays? Do you remember as a blogger? Oh, I mean, from the very beginning. I've been a blogger for around, well, over six years. I think I'm going into my, it'll be my seventh year. (laughs) You start to lose track. Uh, I think it'll be my seventh year this summer. And I mean, from, and before that I was on Instagram and Facebook, you know, before I was a blogger. Um, But I started paying attention more to the aesthetics of photos uh, once I became a blogger and started using social media as a tool for my business. Uh, But flat lays have been around, I mean, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're on steroids now, though. Yeah. I'm seeing some very epic, epic, epic flat lays where I'm like, how long did that take to do? Yeah. It's almost like, um, I mean, I see obviously Jasmine Starr is someone who does a lot of flat lays and has tutorials about Mm -hmm. how to do flat lays. And um, I just feel like, like, how much time and effort are you putting into getting like this one photo, but if it's a product, if it's your product that's being featured, then obviously you want it to look the absolute best it can look. So I think this is a wonderful idea that you've come up with, Courtney. Um, I do have a couple questions about it, if I can ask them real quick. Yeah. So uh, my first question is, do you provide a separate invitation suite to the couple or to the planner that's specifically for photographs? Yes. I'm a little bit unique in that in part of my services, I include complimentary stuffing and sending of invitation suites. So typically my clients will have me hold on to their extras, the photographer's copy, and I hand that off um, to the planner photographer before the wedding day. Um, In that package, I'll include any kind of postage that was used. Um, I may also have a, a specific little item on hand or that I've seen that I think might go well with the shoot. But I always make sure to include at least two copies for the photographer, either A, in case something gets damaged, or especially if there is um, a package suite that then has individual pieces, the packaging is usually part of the story. So I want to make sure that I'm giving the photographer enough to work with. Okay, awesome. And then my second question is, I don't know how long you've been doing this for, but have you have you ever encountered any type of, or heard about any type of pushback from a photographer who 
might feel offended that you're giving them some type of photography guide? I haven't yet, um, which is really exciting. Um, <laughs> but but it's um, it could be the case. Usually I will let the, if my relationship is with the planner um, and they give me the contact information of the photographer, I may reach out to them ahead of time. But I always make it clear that this is just a styling suggestion to take or to leave. Um, and that it isn't, um, I don't want to, I don't want to step over any boundaries. Yeah, obviously. Um, I don't want to be offensive. Right. So there are some photographers who really specialize in flat lays and they're going to completely disregard it. Mm -hmm. And there's others who have admitted like, Hey, this is not a strength and they're really going to appreciate it. And I think you're teaching people as as they go, if they're not, if they're someone who isn't super strong in a flat lay, then I think even just getting the style guide might open their eyes up to something that they wouldn't have considered. You know, um, in my case with the Natural History Museum wedding, my photographer said, oh, this is a, a differently shaped invitation and that the orientation was horizontal and it was like, long, um, what was, what would you call that? Like landscape more? Yeah, it was um, like an A10 yeah, yeah, it was an A10. I was like, I had a hot dog. Don't, don't a hot dog versus it. a hamburger. <laughs> it, yes, that's true. And so she was like, I, I'm used to working with just the rectangles, like the regular. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, and I, yes, I knew that we had created an, an you know, usually shaped invitation, but I never considered how that would translate to being photographed. So, and I think it, some of this guide is slightly selfish. I don't know if selfish is the right word. I kind of set the bar really low there, but um <laughs> Part of it was that I was not entirely satisfied with the photos that I was getting back from the photographer. And I'm not the client. Um, I'm not the photographer's client. My client is. So as long as they're happy, that's great. But my clients will spend good money on a custom suite. And it's to me, it's personally sad if um, it isn't showcased correctly. And it took me a long time to realize that not every photographer is going to be a stylist or wants to be a stylist, and that's completely fine. But if I can give them something that's helpful to them and that I might get a better photo back, it saves me time and money on the back end. So I'm not reshooting the pieces that I want for my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I'm also just, um, I have one more question and then I'll I can turn it back over to Renee because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Um, have you <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever gotten a photo back from a photographer after using your style guide that you've just been like it exceeded your expectations? It it blew you away, and and if so, did you you follow up with that photographer or you know uh, contact them, reach out to them, do anything special for them? Yes, absolutely. So um, another, I think the way that this guide kind of ties into the overall topic is it's a way for me to network and connect. Mm -hmm. Um, So after a wedding um, or after an event, I'm hoping that this tool is um, almost like a gift or, you know, a way of um, extending a service so that after the wedding, we can connect and sit down and develop a relationship from there. Cause oftentimes I don't know the photographer who's shooting. Um, and I certainly don't have the opportunity to see. So yes, there was a wedding or actually I ended up being a guest at this wedding and the photographer came up to me in the middle of the wedding, um, and said, thank you so much for providing this. I'm still waiting to see the actual photo, but she said it was a wonderful, 
um, a wonderful tool for her. And now I have that connection. That's great. I'm like, my mind is blown right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's education and service and a little bit of selfish antidote all rolled into one. I, I mean, yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, cool. So, uh, Courtney, if we can ask you, uh, how do you go about making this document that you include with your invitation suite? And what advice would you give regarding making this document to you know other vendors in any in any uh, line of business who uh, aren't present on the wedding day and, and want to do something like this? Um, so specifically, I created the document in Photoshop. I had the final pieces of the suite saved and I was able to play around um, with them as if it was a digital flat lay. Um, and I just drew in elements um, for suggestions, maybe a large flower here, maybe the ring here. So I did, I drew it on the computer, printed it out and handed it over and it works great for styling. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think if, it, you know, in what other instances would be a really important tool. I think, you know, specifically if you were the bridal gown designer and you had a shot that you wanted the photographer to get um, or you thought that would be meaningful and if they have time, they can shoot it. Um, I think you could do something like suggested posing or show an actual picture of what the dress is supposed to look like a specific, you know, like your back turn, looking over the shoulders, some specific mm -hmm. detail. You know what I think it would be great for an idea like this is for the veil designers to kind of show where the veil is supposed to sit on the head. Oh, yes. Because I feel like that's always a question like, like, well, how far forward does it go? How far back does it go? And although it is a personal choice between like for every bride, there is sometimes there is like, especially with a, a Juliet veil, like there is a very specific way that's supposed to be worn. Um, I've also seen something like what you do, Courtney, uh, with like vintage rental houses that do like tablescape. Oh, yes you know, like the, where to put the fork, where to put the knife, where the glasses go. Um, unfortunately, not every wedding planner has a background in hospitality. So they don't always know how to set a proper table, which is like a heartbreak for me. Like I want to teach every <laughs> wedding planner. But um, so I think in, in those cases, it, it's what, I think it's always worth it if you have something that can be diagrammed to just diagram it and share it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it could be simple as something that you've done a picture that you've done before, or even I wouldn't go so far as to say, you know, just a hand-drawn map, but you can class it up a little bit, but, um, <laughs> you know, having a circle that says plate here, yep. having a rectangle, whatever that shape is that says fork here, or, you know, salad fork, dinner fork. It's really what the styling guide breaks down to is just a simple diagram of shapes that helps translate the items into an actual place. It's so smart. Thank you. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling genius level today. You just follow me around and ask me. That's one of the services we we offer here. It's, it's a secret service, though. We don't we don't advertise it, but we will do it for you. And then, Courtney, can I just ask you? And I I know this because um because you and I have spoken about it, but I know at one point you were considering offering your services as like as person who shows up on the wedding day to help style the day of goods. Where are you with that? Have you decided that you didn't want to offer that? Or oh yeah, no. So it's not necessarily that I don't want to offer it. I was just trying to find a solution. Um, in the instance that I wasn't able to be there. And I, after speaking with photographers, I realized it wasn't necessary. Yeah. 
so I was, you know, when we had originally talked about it, I was in the brainstorming process of what makes sense, what is useful, and I kind of boiled it down to this guide. However, there are specific weddings, especially if there's large installs for doing a lot of day of goods, um, that I might actually be present and setting things up with a team. And in that case, I would be happy to style the suite on site. Yeah, I love that. Because yeah, I was thinking too, like if we had like a major installation for like escort cards or something, then that would be, yes. you know, something. Um, so that I would come in yep, and bring on assistance and help set that up. Yeah. No, I love it. Even if, when we had that conversation, I feel like it was a while ago now, I was like, you know, everyone wants to offer the white glove service. Like linen companies now are saying like, we have white glove service. We'll come set up your linens for you. Um, and although I, you know, I love that service level, it's just, you can't be everywhere at once. And so I'm so glad that you um, sort of distilled down the idea into something that's very, you know, time management wise, very good for you, very good for the photographers, helpful for the planners. And really, you're just educating everyone. And and it's great. Thank you. And, you know, my, my goal is to provide a helpful service, um, not just because I think it helps the actual wedding day, but as a means of networking too, um, and building mm-hmm. up a team of um, people that are great, your go-to vendors that a wedding will go off without a hitch and it will look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think another uh, benefit of this is it just, it shows all the other vendors that you're working with that you care about your product. Absolutely. Yes. It's kind of um, a lasting touch since, uh, you know, obviously as this whole podcast is centered around, I'm 99% of the time not there on a wedding day. Um, so not how can you not be forgotten, but how can you still make an impact? especially when most people will never put a face to your name on the wedding. Or they'll call you Cecile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll call you the wrong name to your face. Sometimes it will be in a long email thread where they've called me Courtney and somehow a Cecile will be thrown in there. (laughs) You're like, I'll take it. You'll know. (laughs) Oh, funny. Um, And another thing that I I personally do to um, also connect with the client after their wedding, um, send a thank you note, send a gift. Because again, usually your services are up a few weeks before the wedding after the day of goods are planned. Um, But it's a nice way just to kind of connect, um, show gratitude, and say reinsert yourself into the story, but um, let them know that you were thinking of them on their wedding day, just to kind of close everything out with that extra level of service. I love that because you're not present on the day. It would be, it would be, I'm sure, and I'm sure it happens a lot, far too easy for vendors who aren't present to just say like, okay, done, moving on. Mm-hmm. But for the couple, you know, their wedding day is still very much present, active, and even they're living in the afterglow of that for weeks to come. So I love that you send a little thank you. Also, I think it's important for all wedding clients to realize that like, we're all people, right? <laughs> like we're, we're all real people behind the brand, behind the, behind the service. And I think that goes a long way to helping that as well. I agree. And Mindy, this might be more in your level of expertise, but I try and make a point on the wedding day to go on Instagram. Um, I follow the couple's hashtag and look up the location, see what kind of pictures are happening. It's my digital way of being present, really just um, just stalking yeah. the wedding. But that's another <laughs> great way to connect with um, with other vendors is if the florist oh, yeah. is posting something, just sending a comment, wow, that looks great. I'm so excited to see this all come together. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's wonderful because I think a lot of people just assume the people who aren't involved with the wedding day, they make their product and then they're on to the next thing. And I think that it definitely sets you apart if you can show that you're invested in the client's event and you want to be involved with their entire process, not just when your time with the client comes, you know, reaches its end. So I love that. It's so key. It's so good. Yeah. Courtney, you're doing everything right. (laughs) (laughs) Again, just hang around. Yeah. (laughs) Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of this awesome information that's going to be so helpful for other vendors who are not always present on the wedding day. Uh, Can you just let everybody know uh, where where people can find you online if they want to get in touch? Yeah. Um, My... I don't know if this is written out and it's kind of a strange name. So you can find me at Cecile, C-E-C-I-L-E-S, Paper Co. on Instagram. And my website is www.cecilespaperco.com. Yeah. And we'll we'll definitely put everything in the show notes so that it's easy for people to find you. Awesome. Shout out. Come say hi. Be a friend. And uh, Mindy and Renee, this is awesome. I love the education that you are putting out. Um, I think it's a great tool for everyone, even outside of the wedding business, but it's definitely much needed. And I'm looking forward to your future episodes. Thank you so much, girl. You're the best. Thank you. Big love fest here. (laughs) Big love fest. Go check out Courtney and all of her beautiful papers. Definitely. All right. Thank you, Courtney. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Rock Your Wedding Biz. This episode is sponsored by Moxie Bright Events, wedding planning for creative couples and industry education for creative event planners. Also sponsored by Joy Social, teaching smart social media strategies for awesome business owners. You can find Renee online at moxiebrightevents.com and reneedallow.com. You can find Mindy online at joysocial.net. Jump into the show notes at rockyourweddingbiz.com and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Wedding Biz.